Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage in very sunny Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. So in the house tonight, we got Liza. Next up, oh, that's me. (laughs) All right, next up, we got Doug. What's Gucci? Adrian. Hello. This is Knock. Yeah. (laughs) Lucas. What's up? Megan. Why do you always change your voice when it's me? Uh, Because you're a princess. That could be it. (laughs) James. Yo. Zach. I am Zach. Josh. Yo. And Bagel. Hello there. All righty. So, um... Should we brag a little bit about our weather or just not make people Yeah, I think we need to, like, rub it in a little bit more. I'd like to point out that it is all related that when the east gets hit with a shit storm, it causes the, I don't know, the flows to do something and then the the winds and then we get sunny, nice, warm weather. It's the butterfly effect. So thank you. The rest of the country. At least we don't have a mosquito infestation like like Texas. Mosquitoes suck. At least least we're not Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Could be worse. So, who did... Except for Austin. Austin's red. Yep. Yeah, you're kissing up. Austin's like a sanity, like an oasis of sanity. You know, Austin is awesome. If you haven't been there, you should go. Totally. So, let's talk about what we did today. Um, Donut was the first to arrive Mm. bright and early this morning at 10 a.m. Wow. I was still in bed. (laughs) Yeah, we opened at 11, not 10. Um, Well, he was excited because he um, broke his throttle cable on his DR (laughs) and uh, ordered new ones. And they came in and I said, go to work. Go ahead. I'm going to clean up and sweep up. And he came in. He said, well, can't quite figure it out. Why did they send me two cables? I only have one cable input on my carburetor. I said, what? And I go to look. And he got a nice surprise. He has an aftermarket. He's got a Makuni flat Makuni flat side. Flat side that doesn't take stock cables, so he has no cable. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um, actually, if I had known he was here, I have a spare 48 inch generic throttle cable yeah there's like there's one in one of those boxes right now yeah, yeah. there's no. a bunch that would have fit it's like a pretty standard like two stroke no. throttle cable yeah. no. it's, a, it's different pull. from all of our hondas it's different right it's, it's yeah i've got a generic that you pulls put the, the slide up yeah. it doesn't activate a wheel that does all that shit well there you go um so he was just, he was bummed. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. That's that's the way to cookie crumble. But right? I told him, hey, this is a good surprise. You got good shit on there. He says, yeah. You know, the bike seemed faster than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, let's see. Oh, I had a stroke of brilliance today, which Doug says isn't brilliant, and that I'm actually an idiot. Uh, so we'll see. Time will tell. Okay. Time will tell. On the uh, XR, I tried to change out the spark plug, and I've been having trouble finding a socket that fits, and I went out and bought this, like, $28 extended thin wall 18-millimeter socket that's supposed to fit down into the engine. It knock, didn't. Knock, let's just take her out right now. I it know. didn't. I know what she's doing. It'll be so, quicker than riding that XR. Exactly. In my flash of brilliance, I got some rubber hose, cut about six Air inches. quotes, brilliance. 
got about a six inch piece slid it down over the top of the spark plug and used that as a wrench and it actually got the spark plug out i was able to clean it all up and put it i put some um some uh, anti-seize on there to make it go in as easy as possible <laughs> so I could get the most amount of torque on it <clears throat> and installed it, though Doug and Nock think it's going to rattle out someday and I will you know be what? proven wrong. It may but, not rattle out, but the fact is it's not in there and it's not snug down and the crush washer is not putting any tension on the threads So right. and it's, it's a hot area it's basically, it rattles. It's so, in... Um, just a little over finger tight. Yeah. So so you put you it not even good and tight. So you not reinstalled the spark plug with the hose? No, no. That's the, the only tool that fits. Yes. Okay. So the hose was, was enough torque to remove uh, it. Therefore, it must be the proper amount of torque to Well, you guys are talking like I have a choice. I have You're, no I'm choice. I'm just saying, don't ride it until you have the proper tool to install the uh, spark plug that shit, to I'm the proper... Ride it. Just, just, get, just get the, uh, the spark gonna, plug remover gonna lose from uh, con- James's Chongqing. That's what I used to get it out. It was the only thing that was thin enough. I know. <laughs> well, I kind of want to see if I am brilliant or if I'm an idiot, so... It's, we'll just it's, go with it. It was a brilliant we start way to remove the spark plug yeah. that was loose. Can yeah, I, I understand. Can I just yeah, mention... It goobered the fuck in there. So. Liza, you, you you may be sacrificing your spark plug threads in in, in order to do that. Um, I'm that stubborn. I'm okay. willing to do it. If you want to buy a new head. <laughs> okay. Shall we start up a yeah, pool? That's, that's, straight up, that's straight up dumb. I got 10 bucks. It says it'll run crappily. And you'll have to stop your run about halfway through the day. Oh, it'll run. It's just a question of how long it's going to be before the spark plug shoots out and hits you in the leg. May I remind you, (laughs) it took the same amount of force to remove it. So it's been in there that way the whole time. Maybe. That doesn't sound like a really good affirmation or anything. <laughs> and, and It's and, just like, hey, it, it was that crappy before, so you that's know. Like, that, that's too goober for recycle. Like, we're pretty goober here, but that's, that's I'm sorry, Liza, that's just too goober. So, I have a question. While it, well, you removed it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. brilliant removed, mm-hmm. when it was out, why did you not find out the proper size for it? The socket wrench I bought fits it. It doesn't fit the engine. The the issue is that when when you're going in, there's two kind of screws or little like bulges. At, no, it's the, it, the cylinder head. Yeah, yeah, and the head that as you go down, that makes it so the actual socket doesn't fit in there. The socket fits on the spark plug, oh, okay. but the actual socket. That's why James's worked yeah. is because it was thin sheet metal. It could actually get down. That's between. my second. Uh, sorry, that's my other suggestion was. Uh, Go on eBay and buy a uh, toolkit for the bike. It'll probably be right. ten bucks. There is the a socket thing. that will fit. Yes, that. it's the mm-hmm. sparkly wrench for it. Well, we'll just see. It'll. I'll continue. Sure, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So, Doug, you did shit today, right? What'd you do? Uh, I shit did some stuff. Shit. <laughs> uh, I I uh, replaced the countershaft seal on the DRZ. I also replaced the kick or the uh, shifter seal on the DRZ. I also oh. replaced the dipstick on the DRZ. You got a fancy one. I on also there. changed the oil. I replaced <laughs> the oil filter, uh, and then I helped Cindy and Matt with their DRZ. So, are you keeping that bike now? The DRZ? Yeah, because you're sparkling it. No, I thought we decided. I decided that like you thought we decided as, you could as soon keep as it? I decided, or as soon as I started selling it, I decided I wanted to keep it. So, yeah, I think it was on the market for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
You should just put it up for like a ridiculous price. No. Uh, $6,000. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm keeping it. If someone, if someone offers you like two times its normal value, be like, these. hell yeah. It's over $9,000. It's over $9,000. Put <laughs> the graphics on it, limited edition. <laughs> what <'cause>... the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Zach, what did you do today? Well, I got here and started working on the shadow a little bit. I I got the other half of my shifter linkage with a piece I needed to rebuild my whole shifter linkage. So I did that, punched the rivet out, and put a bolt in and got that back together. So you spent two days on shifter linkage. Well, I mean, I spent a half an hour on it this morning, yes. Okay. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I spent like two days on throttle cables. So. Um, and then I think I pulled out the CB after that. And Did you get uh, any welding done? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah. Um, I I start I did I got it in half and I got it back together. So you're working on the seat mount. Yep. Uh, seat rack mount. Yeah. Uh, Bending it with the yeah. map gas torch was I couldn't place my bend very precisely, so it ended up being about an inch too wide. Mm-hmm. So I had to cut it down the middle, cut the chunk out, and then weld it back together. Um, and I was having a lot of trouble with the welder because I mean, I'm used to like a shield gas high power MIG and. I couldn't get the power. Oh, we don't setting. roll like that. I couldn't get the power setting right, so I got these really poppy, gross, bubbly welds. No, our our lights dim when we weld. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no 220 coming in that here. Struggle. Yeah. So I so I had to, I had to grind all the welds off after I did it the first time because they weren't good. I gave it the hammer test and it just cracked in half. Um, and then Doug figured out the right power setting and you yeah, know, once you get it dialed in. Yeah. The the power and, setting was fine. It was the wire feed setting though. Yeah. Did you say you slow. were MIG welding or TIG welding? MIG. Okay. Um, and so then I flipped, that makes sense. So then I flipped over the other side, ground off the welds on that side to go do that, and ran out of wire immediately. And so, <laughs> oh, man. I think there's another spool. The struggle is real. No, in there. Really? Yeah. No, I thought we put that other spool in like a year and a half ago. Oh. So I was gonna pick some up in the week or something. Okay. Cool. So you didn't get. It. I didn't get any welding done, but we did rebuild the rear brake on. We did like oh, open cool. up and clean the rear brake on that. Um, and well, it, it wasn't bad, was it? It was pretty decent. Uh, it had a bunch of white crud in there, yeah. but nothing behind the the seal. Cool. So yeah, we we pulled the piston out and cleaned piston it out, and, and yeah, piston cool. worked fine. Uh, the rear brake works fine now, works normally, and doesn't stick anymore. That Excellent. was the one that was sticking when you tried to move it. Right. No pitting on the uh, piston at all. A little bit, but not bad. <laughs> like very 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 minor. Okay. Jonathan and I were looking for the fucking rear brake cylinder at Reservoir, and for the life of us, we couldn't find it. And so we're, we're, I'm sitting here yelling, "Doug, where's the rear brake cylinder uh, reservoir?" And you just, I'll give you two minutes to find it. It's underneath well, there. Just follow the follow the tube that goes so to the tank of the gas. Follow the, gas the giant fucking tube coming yeah. from the the brake. Yeah, it's master cylinder. Cylinder, yeah, up to the reservoir. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it, it was weird because I've never seen a fucking. It, we just moved. We, well, just we did that. To, oh, you guys yeah. did that? Oh, to, no to fucking be, wonder. To we be did. honest, when I when, I when I took it out, there was a long bolt with <clears throat> a copper tube spacing it out and no washers at all, just a long oh, bolt. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. We did that too. I'm not crazy then. All right. No. Okay. okay. All right. You might be crazy, but not because of this. Right. Okay. Yes, this is true. It's incidental. <laughs> yeah, so, Doug and I were into hiding stuff. Uh, <laughs> playing Cindy, hide the break. I want to um, touch on this real quick. Cindy's DRZ, um, 
for those of y'all who own a OEM DRZ carburetor in their DRZ 400, there's a seal uh, in the carburetor that always fails. And this is like the third one that... Third or fourth, at th- least. Yeah. Because my two, your one, and now Cindy's. And, and Justin's. And Justin's, yeah. Justin's uh, DR250. There's a seal around the... I don't even know how to explain this. Um, the float needle... The receiver, there's a, yeah. there's a cylinder that receives the float needle plug. It's, it's the O-ring seal on top of that that deteriorates and shrinks and will flood your carb, therefore hydro-lock your engine. And this particular bike, twice now, it's been hydro-locked. So they rolled it in today, and they're like, oh, I hit the starter, and I can hear it go, but it doesn't turn over. And I'm like, uh, it sounds like you're hydro-locked. Ugh. So drain the drain the, the bottom and smell the oil. See if it smells like gas. And they came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, like that was weird. It was like out. two gallons of fucking old oil and gas that came out. Like, sure enough, sure. So they, I had them disassemble the carb and uh, replace that one O-ring, and it, and it stopped doing. Because they thought the, the float bowls were, were stuck, or the float was stuck. That's but, called yeah. flushing the motor. Right. And I said, now your your engine is really clean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sure enough, this this one little seal. So if you're having this problem, address that, that O-ring. That's, you know, Occam's razor, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's right. the freaking O-ring. Yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had to kick over a DR350 with that uh, flooded actual yeah, hydro era. Yeah. And uh, I had to remove the plug, and I was kicking it, and you see just gas shooting out of it like a blowhole. So, yeah. <laughs> Darcy blows. Yeah, totally. When they, when they drained the oil, I told them to uh, disconnect the spark plug yeah. cable <laughs> and then hit awesome. the starter a few times just yeah. to get the, the oil pump going so they can drain all the oil and gas out. And what they did was they... Uh, unscrewed the spark plug, oh, and then shit. Adrian went to go hit the starter, and it just fucking found blew him. up at the top of the engine. It oh. just sprayed a gas and oil out of the everywhere. Top of it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, Though it faithful. is probably good they did the spark plug too because it yeah, needed a replacement. It was in the it was in the the explosion chamber. The yeah, the yeah. thing. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Uh, so if you're having a problem with that with flooding the engine, it's probably that one little. O-ring yeah. that always fails. Yeah, flooding the engine or just a persistent little drip on your bike, so you turn the pack off all the time, stuff like right. that. Right. And uh, James, you did something for the first time today. How'd that go? Uh, it went well. Um, What'd so you do? Basically, the the Chinese bike, the Chongqing. Uh, it's always had this really out of true front wheel, um, and it's been kind of sketchy because it's very wobbly, but. I can I can you know take my hands off the handlebars and it'll go in a straight line. So I figured you know I don't need to fix it right away. Um, and then today I had a bunch of free time, so I decided to actually true the wheel. No um, shit. And nice. it was easier than I thought, and now it's straight. So you talking truing the wheel like adjusting the spokes? Yeah. To the proper yeah. torsion. Yeah. All right. Were there any way out of um, spec? No, actually. I mean, th- there was. What I thought was a dent on the rim was just three spokes that were way too tight. Oh. Because hmm. a, a rim alone is just fucking all warped and shit, right? Until you... Right, you have to apply tension uh, right. to all, all of the spokes. Wait, are so. spoke rims really that flimsy? Like, they can get yeah. out of shape if you tighten them too much? Yeah. Wow. But they're stronger, though, than cast so, rails. And I had told you... 
to um, there's a way to tune it by you gotta fuck with castries, by ear though. right no. I, <laughs> exactly. so I didn't do it that that's that how way. you can find the loose ones and the tight ones right but that isn't exactly what I did what what I did and this was the suggestion of uh, I think it was John John, John yeah, yeah. Um, find the spot where it starts to wobble and the spot where it ends and tape those two spokes that's a good suggestion and yes. then start by loosening the the spokes on the side that it's bent towards mm -hmm. and then tightening the ones on the side that you want it to go to so i just did that a few times and that's doing straightened like it out. quarter turn increments or half turn what we do um i think i did about quarter turn don't you just jack the bike up spin the rear wheel hold a wrench against the spokes and spin the fucking tire and then tighten the ones that seem low <clears throat> the tone well, well I wasn't doing it by tone. That's for tension. That's after you torque. Uh, that's that's what I was saying. To, to do it by ear, that's how you can find them. But that yeah. they may actually be slightly out of spec different lengths. So some may require more or less tension to get it straight. Okay. You see? So that's how you just kind of find the, the, the weak or the tight ones. Yeah, the, the ones that have loosened up from that last ride you did. Gotcha. Yeah, and after after I uh, after I trued it, I, I did the sound test and everything checked out fine. So, awesome. yeah, it's right on, man. Josh, what'd you do today? Uh, I put a new front sprocket on my DRZ. <laughs> More wheelies. Yeah. No yeah involved there. It's just a... Uh. Well, it's more like... Because it's a DRZ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Did you have? I, at least I rode today. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go there. Oh. You don't want to go there. You're right. We're not going there. Race, race, race! You've entered the fucking danger zone. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Who wants more scratches on their jixer? <laughs> track crashes don't count. Sure looks like it counted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked. Are, are you ever gonna get new plastics for that thing, or is yeah. it just always gonna be broken? Well. The thing is, there's stuff I want to replace that are, you know, more important than cosmetics. So that's like the last thing I'm gonna do. Yeah, you like should Street Fighter it. The no. the power commander you fried by putting it in a different. I bike. did not fry it. It still works. <laughs> so Josh, did you change teeth? Did you change the teeth number? Yeah, yeah. I went down from a 15 to a 14. No. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> a little bit easier for. Uh, I mean, just it's easier to, to wheelie with, right? It's yeah. more controlled. That's what's really important. It's, it's basically yeah, like I haven't, like I haven't topped it out yet, but right. I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> it's it's like adding three, three teeth to oh, the rear. That's right. Yeah, yeah, three or four. DRZ is. I mean, I don't have any, but from like what I saw, they are actually geared like with pretty small rear sprockets and everything, just to crank as much speed as. Oh as yeah, you get. yeah. I think yeah. stock is 38. Yeah, like my my Jixer is 45 on the rear. So I think that's it's a totally different. For that, it's totally different. Yeah. You have a, you have an inline four. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that like I didn't realize you know the extent to which they were just trying to crank as much top speed out of that little bike. It well, so it's not so much top speed. Um, it's the more like DRZ, freeway speed. The DRZ 400S has a different rear gearing ratio. Yeah, because um, the wheels the supermoto, are and then there's DRZ 400E, which is straight up dirt bike hmm. that has a different. <clears throat> ratio, yeah, goes. So. Oh, excuse me. Well, as you as you get more in the dirt, the the rear sprocket goes goes up. up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the stock rear is forty one teeth, but like that's right. Like the F four I was uh, like 40, 46 yeah. or something. It's a totally yeah. different. Yeah. Different and uh, Adrian, you got your 
frame welded. Yes. Thanks um, to. Yeah, knock. Uh, thank knock. you very much. Yeah, um, thanks to Viking didn't Lord. Do it. I didn't do it. I, I thank my buddy uh, Ed, who's a Viking Lord. Oh. Who's a six foot uh, skin uh, due to Scandinavian descent. Does he's he have awesome like a, a braided beard? No, but he should. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, Big yeah, axe. he welded it up and uh, squared the uh, the frame up, the subframe up. So yeah, I mean, we discovered that it has got a nice little um, dent in it, um, which may or may not be something recent or not. But yeah, um, so mounted that back up. Um, spent a long ass time on my throttle cables because did not know the special sauce for the CRF. Um, throttle cables for getting those two into its housing, into the guide, mm-hmm. snapped onto the handlebar at the same time. Then, of course, oh, as soon I as it, something like that, it sucks. Yeah, um, and as soon as I did it, uh, the throttle was then stuck. So I had to Ugh. disassemble it and throw a cable loop through it and everything. So some dust got into it somehow. <coughs> Funny that on the dirt dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's unheard of. Yeah, and then ran out of daylight before as I was trying to remember how I mounted up the or dismantled the rear wiring harness. Because oh, while I did man. do the baggy labeling all the bolts as they came off of it because I knew I wasn't going to get back to it instantly, for some reason I did not take the smartphone picture of the bike assembled. No, oh, that makes it too easy. Wow. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, I like easy. If you got a Honda, easy is welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I think everybody Absolutely. who has ever walked by my bike as I've been working on it has exclaimed at how genius the engineers at Honda were for putting the carb right in the middle of the twin spar frame. I, I just love that, dude. <laughs> that just makes me giggle every time I look at it. It's just to do anything on the carb, you have to swing up the rear subframe, and then remounting the air mount boot is just ridiculous Dude, I hard. thought my FCR install was a pain in the ass. Yeah. But so yeah, that unfortunately took most of my day. Awesome. And anyone else got anything to add? I've, I'm not as sore anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday I I took out the YZ250F for the shakedown. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, tell me uh, tell us about that. The motor is <coughs> fucking incredible. No. The suspension, which I had nothing to do with, uh, sucks balls. Yeah, it's probably sprung yeah. for a ladder dude. Huh? It's No, it's just sprung for a building. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, what, it's, it's like riding stiff. on a rigid frame? Is it really? Uh, oh, yeah, wow. it's very stiff. So Antonio and I, we basically have the same bike. Antonio uh, races District 36 here in the Bay Area. Um, so his suspension is is very plush. Uh, it's it's kind of like when you play with water and cornstarch. It mm-hmm. gives when you apply a little pressure, but if you apply a lot of pressure, it, it resists. It's a non-Newtonian fluid, man. Sure, man. Whatever. It calls yeah, you. man. <laughs> so um, make it size like uh. <laughs> we. Long story short, the bike performed. It took a while for me to get used to it. But uh, it did not blow up. It did not overheat. Yay. It did not strip anything. Um, so the rebuild was a complete success. Very cool. I'm going to run it another day in the hills in Hollister um, and then redo the valves. Check the lash. And, and yeah. check everything. So, How adjustable is the suspension? Uh, it Three needs way. to be rebuilt. It needs oh. to be resprung and revelved. I've never heard of a suspension that needed to be rebuilt because it was too stiff. 
Well, o- OEM, I don't know. Yeah, not much. OEM, but most likely somebody had it done, worked done on it. Somebody like James. so. The, like, so the previous owner was like a fat ass. It's like that's <laughs> what I would like on a on, a on a street bike. That's that's the stiffness I would like on a yeah, street bike, but, but not on a dirt bike, right? Because you're going downhill on the whoops and you're, and you're holding. And it's like yeah, And I can't even hold on to the fucking throttle. Oh man, that's crazy. Could be yeah, just a damping issue. And then I, Antonio and I, we switched bike. We switched. We switched bikes for a little bit, and his was like oh, just like like floating on a cloud down. Did the you trails. did you adjust the damping at all, right? No, no, it's okay. it's it's yeah. Like there's only so much you can adjust. Yeah. Also, um, Antonio's suspension guy is quite talented. Okay. Quite talented. Uh, Jason Haas. Jason over Hans. Yeah. J J P H. J P H. Suspension. So. Up next, uh, we have a special guest joining us. Special so guest, yay. on the phone we have Jesse. You want to say hi, Jesse? Hello, everyone. Hey, Hello. so Jesse um, wrote in to us to tell us about riding up in it's Minnesota, right? Yep, I'm up here in northern Minnesota in the Steer National Forest. And like crazy riding in the snow and like shared videos and stuff. Um, Writing and since we're going through a real heavy winter right now, I think I, I mentioned that <laughs> it, we we yeah. all need to get heated grips because it gets down to fifty two sometimes, and whew, yeah, we can't take it. Hey, it, it did hit low forties at my place. <laughs> so I wanted to um, get your story and your perspective and and share with us what it's like riding in this extreme cold. What's the uh, temperature been lately? Well, right now I'm staring at about minus three degrees. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. Oh, no. that. No. Yeah. Yeah, but <sighs> you know what? The Packers won today. So Is that Fahrenheit or everything's, Celsius? Everything's dude. good. Sports ball what? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. So, you know. <laughs> so let's start with uh, what bikes do you have? Um. This is only an hour and a half podcast, right? I kind of, I kind of <laughs> hoard bikes, but uh, I have uh, an XR six fifty R. I think I mentioned that in email. Yeah, uh, best ago. bike ever. Good choice. <laughs> yeah, knock, awesome knock and Doug bike. have those. Uh, do you have twenty ones or seventeens on it? I have twenty ones. Okay. Um, so I got the XR. I have a KTM nine fifty Super Enduro, which I bought out in Redding, California. Nice. Um, yeah, the, the 990 ATM Adventure. Nice. Uh, Those things are awesome. Yeah, why would you want to buy British a bike, bike in California? Right now. <laughs> so. What else you got? Uh, 60, I think it's a 69 BSA 441 Victor. Oh, those things uh, are super cool. Yeah. So you get to take that out three weeks yep. of, the, of the year? <laughs> exactly. So those three, those three weekends that are beautiful, I get to take it out for that. But actually, there's a neat story with that bike. I met, uh, I was reading Peter Egan's latest book, that reading, that leading three, mm-hmm. and he was talking about restoring one of those. And I thought, man, that'd be a really cool bike to have. And in, in his article, he talks about replacing the fender and the front forks and all this stuff. So I'm looking on eBay for a bike, and I see one that's for sale. And the description says I replaced the front forks and the fender. Uh, no way. So I went and I bid on it. I won it. And here it was Peter Egan's bike. So I got to hang out oh, with him for an afternoon. that's awesome. Very nice. Swap nice. Stories, so. so that I Victor. What, that guy is as genuine as his writing. He's just a real enthusiast. Right on. So that Victor, that's the one with the uh, aluminum tank and the and the yellow uh, paint, right? 
It is. Yeah. Cool. Score on that one. Yeah, if it doesn't break your leg off, it'll start up. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got in the garage? Uh, I'm restoring right now a 72 Triumph Daytona T100R. Nice. Do you have any bikes that suck? (laughs) (laughs) I got a, well, yeah, I got a TC90 that doesn't run anymore. I thought you said I thought you were going to say you had a katana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Honda is. I'm I'm six foot nine, so I don't really sit on any of my bikes, but I ride them anyway. Wow. Um, Here's another question: Have you tried the um, the R1 for its ergos? I have not. Okay. Um, I heard that's a good tall person bike. Yeah, we um, in the Vamps. um, Our road captain is six foot seven. Six foot six, at least, yeah. at least in about three twenty or so for pounds, um, and he actually loves the R one for its ergos. Oh, I'll yeah. have to stop by a dealership and check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you need another bike. Oh yeah, you know what you know what the formula is, right? For how many bikes you need? Yeah. <laughs> Just one more. Just, Just one, one more. And N, N plus one, one where yeah. N is the amount you currently have. <laughs> so, um, so you actually go riding in the snow. Like, is that the same as riding in the dirt? I mean, what is that even like? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm no expert in that stuff. I tell you what, if you guys are curious, you should check out Paul Mondorf. If you Google Paul, Paul Mondorf. He's done some crazy trips across all of Canada in the wintertime. He's done done a Trans-Labrador Highway and some other really exotic adventures in the winter. I started, I started riding in the winter last year just because I love working on bikes in the winter, but it's fun to just get out a couple times and putz around. Um, what, what I've kind of learned is up here you get, uh, as the snow kind of gets packed down up under these forest roads, there's big logging trucks that are 80,000 pound logging trucks that go over the snow and it really packs it into like a hard ice and snow um, bed that's down on the road surface. That's the best stuff for the for the sheet metal screws that I run in the tires. Ah. If you get loose snow, you kind of like you almost hydroplane in the snow, so that doesn't work oh, out too well. Crazy. But when you get that really good hard pack, that, that works really well. And actually, the front end, you, I, I didn't have any front end loss when I'm riding out there and that stuff. And you're taking, um, it's a hex sheet metal screws, six by three eighths, isn't it? Yeah, Eliza, I think you know all about those. Did she resell those screws? <laughs> yeah. So he sent sent a picture of uh, a box of the, the the sheet metal screws he uses put in the knobbies, and it's Hillman Screws, which is the company I work for. And those are the screws <laughs> I sell. So I'm like, right on. <laughs> have you have you ever thought about like moving to California so you could <laughs> not have to ride in the snow? <laughs> I used to live in the, I guess, I used to live in Walnut Creek. Uh, oh, kind of okay. East Bay, the East Bay. In San oh, no shit. And I absolutely loved it. And I fell in love with the Pacific Coast Highway. And yeah, it's kind of my second home out there. Well, at least you can, like, actually afford a home out in Minnesota. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, home in about 12 what? bikes. <laughs> so are there, yeah, a, exactly. are there a lot of other people out there riding the trails in the snow? Or are you are you just the lonely idiot? Or is this a thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, my, my friend used to say, like, Jesse, you're not smart enough to not do the things you think of. And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much the, the thought up here. But, no, <laughs> some people do. You know, in Wisconsin, it's really popular. The ice racing is more popular in Wisconsin. But for whatever reason, I think there's just there's not as many people up in northern Minnesota, and it hasn't really taken off here. 
Yeah, um, you mentioned the ice racing. Um, do you do any of the ice racing or? Because um, yeah, I think we've, when we talked beforehand, you mentioned that you're going to clear off one of the local ponds. Yeah, so um, to answer your question bluntly, no, I don't do any of the, the ice racing. But, again, there's a there's a few of us up here that would like to. And so the conditions are really good right now. The problem with clearing off a lake is you have two or three feet of snow. You have to have, like, a snow blower to move the snow off the lake in order to get down to the ice. But we're having a really dry winter this year, so there's not much snow out there. So we can use just like a a plow on a on a four wheeler to, to plow out like a road racing course. That's kind of our plan. Cool. Have you ever thought about getting one of those conversion kits that like turns a bike into kind of a snowmobile like thing? Because yeah. I don't know. Have I don't you seen know. those? Those yeah. are awesome. I don't know how deep the snow gets over there, but I've seen videos of dudes uh, who live, you know, like in the Rockies or something, riding with those. And like the front, instead of having a wheel, it's like a ski. And then on the back, it's like a. It's a like track a, conversion. Yeah. And I don't know how that would really work out, but. Or it looks you like, could just get a snowmobile. No, but um, that's no. lame, dude. That's lame. Snow- Have you ever ridden a snowmobile? It's a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's it's infinitely <laughs> lamer than riding a motorcycle. Because Snowmobiles more, are the quads right. of the snow world. Yeah, let them let them talk. Yeah. Well, what's unique about that is if the actual snowmobile industry that's pushing these superchargers on a lot of these dirt bikes now, because they're trying to get more and more power out of out of the the motorcycle, not for riding on the street, but for riding with those conversions you're talking about. Supercharged and some of the dirt snowmobiles. Bikes? People they enjoy the they, it's called side hilling I guess where you take this the the converted bike and you can go on the side of the mountains like out in Colorado a little easier I think than the normal right. snowmobile. Yeah, they're definitely it's a thinner track. You can go in like single track basically. Um, I've a friend in Oregon who's been doing it and teasing via Facebook with some photos and videos. I heard that the really good recent ones make it feel pretty much like the same as a dirt bike just on the snow. Yeah, that's what so it, you know, saying. if it was up to me and I live there, that's what I would do because that sounds the most fun to me. Yeah, it's it's well, snowder cycling. I, I kind of yeah. like what Jesse's doing, going out and riding. So, do you have to prep your bike at all for that extreme temperature? Yeah, so you can talk to the to the fellow XR owners out there, but trying to fire a 650 with a kickstart only in mm-hmm. you know nine degrees or three degree weather. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's slow jet though. No. <laughs> oh how? <laughs> exactly. But you feel like a boss so, when you do get it kicked over, don't you? I mean, it's like I I, I fucking did that. I'm gonna do it again later. You do, and in fact, it might have been you guys might have said it, or I think it might have been Cleveland Moto or one of the two podcasts. They gave you the. They gave you that a great idea where you take the lighter and you put it under the float bowl. Yeah, that was Phil. I mean, it's incredibly really? dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, you heat, you heat the the carburetor up with a lighter. Yeah, I heard they, a, they do that uh, all the time in Eastern Europe with their cars. They'll I heard start a hair dryer under. works too. Yeah. Yeah, um, one of the things we had in the New England area um, for cars would be overnight in your garage, you keep a 60-watt light bulb on the crankcase to just keep the oil slightly warmer that way. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what yeah. kind of oil do you run out there in the winter? So I'm running, the, I mean, I just run like 20W50 mobile, same stuff that everyone else makes, pretty normal stuff. No, we, we use 1040 out here. Yeah, that's not normal <laughs> at all for us. <laughs> that's pretty viscous. So... It is. I, I know you said you didn't do the ice racing, but you you are, um, you know, one of the ones who I think brought it up about the winter riding. I I just want to see if if you agree with me. Would you say that people who ride on ice are the craziest motherfucking motorcyclists of any kind? Can you guys think of anyone else crazier than riding on ice? Fucking yes. lava rock. 
<laughs> yeah. Lava Rock in Hawaii. That shit is gnarly. Yeah, was it the he, Nini? Or, yeah. Um, no, it's uh-uh. Uh-uh, thank you. Um, yeah, Sidecar Dirt Riders. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. those guys who, like, take off the front wheel and just ride wheelies everywhere? That's just... <laughs> you mean a, a unicycle? You guys aren't helping at all. Yeah, there's also the Wall of Death. Wall, yeah, of, Wall death, of Death, yeah. Wall of Death is pretty crazy. So... Um, when you ride in the, so do you have one bike that is outfitted just for the snow then, or do you swap out wheels? What do you do? Yeah, so I, I pretty much used that XR because I was planning on crashing, you know, I just assumed I would, but like I said before, <laughs> the front end is really planted once you put those sheet metal screws in. As long as you're on ice or really hard packed snow, um, it, it grips surprisingly well. And so how okay. many months of the year do you actually have snow there? We get snow about Halloween. Right around Halloween, we usually have a white Halloween. And then um, snow, it varies anywhere from snow's going out by March or May. Wow. Um, wow. It really depends. Wow. So I got a question for you in terms of the XR. Um, the XR is not known yeah. for its power output in terms of the stator. Um, in fact, like the mm -hmm. stock headlights, if you put the Baja Convince, are usually compared to candles. Um, and you're riding around in seven degree temperature. How do you stay warm? Well, so I put the Ricky stator on mine, which helps. But um, I, honestly, I just wear like those black car hearts. Those are the best thing to wear out there. And, you know, the snowmobile crew, they kind of figured that stuff out. So. A lot of guys who are riding in the winter, they'll wear a snowmobile helmet instead of a, a DOT helmet because oh, they I got see. the heat advisor and all that. Oh, yeah. no shit. Oh. Wait a minute. Heat advisors? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like a double-walled visor. It keeps the keeps all the, I guess, the fog or whatever off your face shield. Wow. Where can we get that? I hear it might get down into the late upper 40s yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's supposed to be in like the 30s, I mean, for the naked ride. So. <laughs> So yeah. you guys are getting no sympathy for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I have a question. Does it hurt more to crash on the ice or snow than on street, or is street worse? Uh, it's got to so be less abrasive. The few times right? I've crashed on the ice, you crash fast. Because when you do lose the front, you lose it really fast. I see. And it hurts. But. <laughs> that ice burn. <laughs> yeah, and then you get like snow shoved up your, you know, jacket and stuff, and you have to shake it all out. <laughs> That's not, I would have said jacket. The biggest yeah. concern is just not having any traffic around because you don't want to go down someplace where there could be other cars coming. And, uh, okay, so um, is it the same technique as riding in the dirt where you're leaning the bike down in? Yeah, kind of, you know, you know, in the dirt too, you'll kind of wait the outside peg when you're going around a corner. It's yep. really important to keep to keep your wheels up and on the ice, the the sheet metal screws, because if you lean too much and you get off the sheet metal screws, then then you're gonna have a bad day. You're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, what kind of knobbies time. do you use? What, what brand or what uh, model knobbies do you use for on your XR for sheet metal screws? Well, I was just using a pair of worn TKC eighties. Oh wow! Okay, oh, metal okay. just like. Yeah, and I was using those. Just, there was just enough tread left to dig in the sheet metal screws without puncturing the tube. Yeah. 
Uh, I got a suggestion, Jesse. Uh, if you ever heard of Moto's tires, the STs, which which means soft terrain, uh, give those a, a check out. They're they're usually under a hundred bucks. Um, M O T O Z soft terrain. They they make a soft terrain and then a, a intermediate terrain, I believe. And that's usually what we use out in California is the ITs. But, but at, check out the STs. It's at that, for at that temperature, isn't the rubber just going to be quite rigid? Well, it, yeah. we we don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they check them out. Check them out. Um, they're they're a company that that started uh, I think a few years ago, but in the racing circuit in California. They, they are the are, shit. They are the shit right now. Yeah, yeah. And just in, just in general, I, I wanted to mention that for for cold weather, you typically want softer rubber, right, Jesse? I I'd imagine. Yeah, because cool. yeah, <laughs> standard rubber gets awfully hard when it gets cold. So yeah, any any winter tire or all season tire is typically going to have a softer compound. So that that helps with grip and flexibility in the cold weather. So you said that you had um, an upcoming—is it an upcoming race that you or something you're trying to put together? What was that about? Um, well, we just want to see—we're we're trying to get some people together to. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember you—you uh, emailed about this. That's right. Yeah, just to uh, just to get, to get some people together with small bikes, just a funzy kind of thing, go on the lake and uh, do some time trials or something. Ooh. That sounds awesome. Does sound like fun. Well, do you have any um, any advice though for staying warm, riding in the snow, or I'm just still trying to fathom why? Is it just because you I just need to you, get out of I the garage? You rode bikes in the oh, winter I in did. Georgia. It was Boston. Boston, because sure. I was young <laughs> it's and one stupid. of those states nobody cares about. I was young and stupid. Um, is it you just have the need to get out there? You just want to ride? Yeah, pretty much. It's good enough reason for me. That, that works for me. Well, I'm going to say kudos to you, man. I mean, that just shows how much you love the sport. And I'm sure there's there may be other people out there. I would I would love to try it. I say that until I, you know, land at the airport and walk out of the air and go, fuck this shit, I'm going Wait, home. I, I should have brought in my winter coat? What's a winter coat? <laughs> I know. Well, are you going to be coming out to California anytime, Jesse? I think I am. I got uh, I swing out to Sonoma once in a while, and uh, I need to I need to take another West Coast trip. I tell you what, the Pacific Coast Highway you just can't beat that anywhere in the world. And I got to get back out there. Sometime you're you're probably the only listener that knows what Highway One means. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I well, think there's a bunch. Well, next There's time you're like out here, oyster bars and stuff along the, yeah. along the road. Yeah. I just love that. Next time you're out here, try and uh, come hook up with us. We'd love to uh, meet you. Well, I'd love to do that. And you guys just keep up the good work. It's so fun listening to your podcast and uh, keeping up with everything that's going on. And I love how it's bike focused, but it really is more about the people behind it. So keep up the great work. Thank Thanks you. Thanks a lot. We cool. appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Cool. All right, we're wrapping up. Thanks for Wait, calling. Wait, we have in. one more oh, question. What? What? Oh, what? yes, yes. We yes, have yes. one more really one important more question. Really, really Jesse, important question. What's your up the butt bike? I think I might know what this is. <laughs> what's your up the butt bike? <laughs> okay, get your Google searches ready. <laughs> oh, oh, nobody knows what this thing is. Moto Gucci MSG01. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to Google that one. What? Uh, what year? MSG like like Chinese food. <laughs> what what era is this? 
It's 2005, I think. Okay. Oh. What? Oh, it's, it's a, a race uh, bike looking thing, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone's got their phones out. Is it MSG1? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, MSG01. MSG01. Moto oh. GT had it, a limited release. No, like that, that's an years. SV650. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this thing, man. No, uh, with Moto GT, the V's turned. Oh, it's 90 degrees. Seen right. that yeah, that thing's awesome. That thing's awesome. Okay, we've, it's we've an got SV650 with a Moto Guzzi engine. Yeah, it's an SV650 with a BMW engine that's uh, been Moto Guzzi crashed. Engine. Okay, <laughs> no, it looks like um like a Buell that decided it didn't want to be a Buell. <laughs> oh, you guys are crushing my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> that is just cruel. Um, cool. Awesome. Uh, actually, that's a pretty freaking cool. sexy bike. Uh, what is yeah. the what is the hor- horsepower on that bike? It's only like 120 horse, but it was a limited edition track only bike that came out with. I think yeah. they only made 200 only, of them, only and people really forgot about them. Wow, yeah. that that's pretty cool, man. That, I mean, yeah, there, there aren't that many people who um, lust after the goozies like that. So that's good. To, that's good <laughs> yeah. to hear. Awesome. Well, thanks again for calling in and for emailing us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, when people take the time to e- email us, we. We like to bring them in, and uh, when you, especially when you have something interesting to share with us. But again, you know that's a perspective that we just don't get here. So I thought it'd be really cool to hear, hear what it's like. So thanks again. Well, thanks again for the invite. Now I'll uh, shoot you guys some GoPro footage next time I'm out in the ice. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, have a good one. Take it easy, man. Right, thanks for calling. All right, bye. Take care. Yep. Goodbye and saloon. It's a cool okay, bike. So you can- all right, so next up, it's time to play a round. Hey, you, guess what time it is? What's it, it worth? Selling, selling for. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> hate you. So with a passion up, that never gets old. For so me. bagel, what'd you find for us? So up today, I have found a 1985 Honda Rebel 250 <sighs> Cafe Bobber. The clubmen's on this thing are worth more than the rest of the bike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this fine vehicle is located in the Vallejo, Benicia area of California. And the ad says, I am selling my beloved 1985 Honda Rebel 250 okay. Cafe Bobber. Okay, when they use the word beloved, that adds another 500 bucks. I yep. just want to point oh, that out. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what, if, what if your text is just beloved? What is that little thing? It looks like a mirror coming off the engine. Right no, now. it's a bar end mirror. It's a bar end mirror. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so somebody wanted... Uh, Oh, did you finish reading the description? No, there's, there's, let, me, let me finish the description here. Uh, it says he's moving out of state soon and can't take her with me. She's a beautiful motorcycle and is a head turner everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> even, even riding down the highway, other motorcyclists try and talk to me about her or give me a thumbs up or a head nod. Is that a brake pedal coming out of the exhaust pipe? <laughs> I don't know. Where are the carbs? I don't see any carbs on this thing. Um, well, no, they're there. That's, is sure that a there. car tire on the rear? <laughs> Any more bagel? No. Is says, that a master cylinder coming out of the let me finish. front four? Let him finish, y'all. It says this, the motor's from a 2002 Honda Rebel. The original motor seized and had to be replaced. Not sure about the mileage, as the odometer was removed when I bought it. I'm guessing somewhere between 6,000 and 8,000. <laughs> he got uh, it from Flip Flop. <laughs> I did a lot of the electric work to make it street legal. There were a few other touches that I never finished, but that's the beauty of this motorcycle. Oh, yeah, the fact that you got to do the work yourself. You put um, your that's the beauty of it. It has a new battery and 
turn signals. You can take it. I'm not sure about the turn signals thing. I don't see any rear electronics. Uh, well, I don't see any mirrors, dude. Did he tell you why there's no mirrors? I think the turn signals are right behind the back seat. Oh, I see it now. Oh, yeah, okay. There are LED ones there, right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. What? And, yeah, he says you can take it whatever direction you wish. He added the solo seat plus much tune-up work. Cash in hand test ride and valid class M license. No low ballers, please. Only serious inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to work with someone, but let's not be silly. I'm dying to know how much. All right, can somebody um, describe what you're looking at? Let's okay. hey, hold on. Let's be fair. Can somebody describe the, so, the pros of this? All right. Well, I will. That's I'll a nice piece of paper. Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> it's it's it, it has a red tank and the red front fender. It has a looks like a leather solo seat, saddle seat, saddle seat. Yeah. Uh, there's pretty much nothing else behind the the, the rear the rear seat or the seat behind, besides the rear tire. Um, yeah, no rear fender. It's it looks, got clubmans on the front, yeah. uh, set pretty low. Um, it's got some sort of very short pipe. Yeah, uh, it looks like they the just right I think they just chopped the pipe. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Oh, pipe. And uh, I don't know, anybody else want to add? Who some needs back pressure anyway? Yeah. I like the patina that's on there, I guess. <laughs> I think it's, like it's really, ugly. I think it's really the ugly that the battery is just like hanging off the side. No, 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 that's the Rebel battery box. That's the no, battery box. Just find it. If you're going to no, take everything yeah. off, just find a way to hide it somewhere. We'll have to post so, this. Uh, basically, all they did is they took an old Rebel, put Clubman bars on, uh, chopped off the rear, took off the fender, put on a saddle seat, and then cut the exhaust. Everything else appears to be stock. That looks like some kind oh, of billet oh. aluminum cap on the and tank. And the um, <laughs> instruments are all gone. The instrument clusters are all gone. Yeah, yeah, there's I still some wires hanging out there. Don't see a carburetor. I'm look. I'm like if you look at, at the engine. I don't, yeah, I see it, dude. I don't Actually, know what you, you can see it on it. on one of the other pictures. Yeah, yeah because so, it, it, on this picture, it doesn't look like it's there. Yeah, you can, that's you the can same see one the that everybody side, else had. It's there. So let's go around the room and see if you guys can guess what what they're. Well, let's see what it's worth, and then we'll tell you what they're asking. What do you think it's worth, <laughs> Doug? What do you think? Um, <coughs> remember they use the word beautiful. <laughs> Beloved. The, Beloved. Paint, the paint doesn't Don't forget match. the part where they talk but, about how other people look at it all the time. <laughs> but it turns and heads. Keep thumbs up and head nods. Yeah. You can't it do wings heads. So. In disgust or in disgust? turns their heads away in disgust. Everyone's <laughs> like, whoa, what the fuck <laughs> is that? So you're not no, trying to guess. Um, you're not trying to match what they're asking. Just what do you think this bike is worth? What year is it again? It's a 1985. With a what uh, year motor again? Uh, it is a 2002 motor. Okay. In... In right now in our area, I would say if it runs well, he could probably get about eight hundred bucks for it, eight or nine hundred. Right now, and and before we get to summertime, where bikes sell for more. Yeah, I'd say eight hundred bucks is about eight that's, or nine. It that's pushing. Screw it. you all. I was gonna say eight hundred as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's okay. We can share the same thing. We can all be right. Yeah, Lucas. Well, that's all point. See if we get like a con accidental consensus. Yeah. What do you think, Lucas? I would pay probably no more than seven hundred. Well, that's that's you, and you're an asshole. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I could probably get it for seven hundred though. So don't hate. Uh, <laughs> um, what he's selling it for? Well, I'm gonna guess nope. he's trying to sell it for two grand or something like that. All right. So, all Megan, right. what do you think it's? I'm worth? gonna agree with the general consensus. All right. What's the What's the bike what worth? The does anyone have Eight any guesses what they're asking oh, what for? They're no, asking what they're asking for. What do you guys think it's worth? He's probably asking like seventeen hundred for it. 
I think he's probably asking more. <laughs> I'm guessing seventeen hundred. Said he's asking seventeen. Th- it's th- worth th- about eight. Uh, I'm gonna say he's asking twenty one. I All think right. it's worth about eight hundred bucks, but. I'll take a wild guess, and he's asking five hundred bucks for it. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> On the low end, uh, this is not the Price Is Right. Yeah, <laughs> did do, do you not hear the part about how beautiful it is? How everyone looks at it? Yeah, but he needs to get rid of it fast because he's moving, right? I think it's actually worth twelve hundred to somebody Lovely. who doesn't know well, what it's worth yeah. because you get a lot of newbies looking for those Rebel 250s and this one stands out and they think it looks cool sure. to the Pe- untrained people eye. buy Jixers so, all the time I think, I think <laughs> he could actually get 1200 what what about you Zach I mean I I, th- I would guess about what everyone else like you know 800 to someone who knows probably a little more if, to, if you could trick someone who doesn't know what do you think they're asking <laughs> um, I would guess about 1800 Alright, how about you, Josh? Um, I think it's probably worth maybe like six to eight hundred dollars, but um, I think he's probably asking more like twelve hundred just by the beautiful and other oh, that, that's, that's poetic that's a, language. That's a very good, um, very good estimate. The fact that it's on our what's it selling for and what's it worth segment makes me think that it's one extreme or the other. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shall I reveal the uh, the truth? Well, yeah. let's, let's say I think we all agree it's worth maybe eight, maybe nine hundred. What, what's it going to sell for? Maybe like eight hundred bucks, eight, eight or nine hundred. Okay. Because but somebody took a thousand dollar motorcycle and chopped stuff off, so now it's worth about eight hundred. Right. right. <laughs> they no, don't it's worth more. It's a custom. That they yeah, did it in a custom piece of shit. All right. So, Bagel, right. what are they asking for? Well, I am happy to report that Lucas was right on the money. He is asking oh. two thousand dollars. Wow. wow! I knew it. Now wow. I will say he is asking two thousand or best offer, but he did put two thousand on the ad. Wow. I figured. I'm like, what kind of douchebag price would? <laughs> but you went over. You would that. know everything about douchebag prices. <laughs> I'm like, how much would I list this for? <laughs> my my deal would be like, uh, he says serious inquiries only. I'll call him up and go seriously. <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a serious inquiry. Eight hundred. <laughs> I think I might even follow up with this one and ask him to contact me if it sells, so I can find out. Yeah. What it is actually worth out there. Well, yeah. that, that, really that's just what someone's willing to pay for. Yeah, dude. I know. Just like a, any custom, finger quotes, custom bike. Yeah. This you should know. be replaced with personalized. I've I'll, got a custom Chinese bike. I'll ask yeah. for the buyer's information so we call and make fun of them. Let's make up some uh, email addresses and, and email them. That, that, that would I'm be really good at that. Yeah. Jixer Princess can yeah. email him. <laughs> Alex, Alex Donner. My, Jorge Jimenez. Make, make Scooter go zip zip. <laughs> I think that podcast got deleted. Early. It did. I listened so to the mini people are probably listening to this going like, what the fuck are I they talking to the, about? I listened to the mini-sode and it was actually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was an old prank we played. So, Adrian, you have some interesting motorcycle news to um, share. Oh yeah, it might it might be interesting to some folk, and now I got to figure out how to read this around the pod filter. Um, so apparently, DARPA um, has granted out funding for a silent motorcycle. Hmm. Um, Who is that called an electric DARPA? bike? No, it's actually a hybrid bike. Is what they're going oh. for. Um, and I'm pulling up the details right now on it. It was cash, but now, yeah, yay, phones. Um, it's called Silent Hawk, and they're um, it's going to hit production in 12 months, I believe it was. 
Are they like military exclusive? Or? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Well, um, does it say anything about what their intended application is? Uh, yeah, um, they're going special forces and advanced scout with it. So um, basically, it's just like on it, the ground yeah, scouting. It's, it's on the ground scouting. Um, it's going to take Avgas and Diesel. It's the same Armageddon bike <laughs> that everybody was ooing about um, beforehand. That you know that you can run anything in, like grease, kerosene, vodka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're taking that and adding electric um, hybrid to it, so they can use the um, gasoline to get to close to combat zone and then go silent on the electrics. That's Does it cool. have any sort of stealth technology in terms of like hiding its heat signature or anything like that? Um, not that has been released yet, but. It would not surprise me if it yeah, did. Yeah, it deflects radar, too. Is this a street bike? <laughs> no, it looks oh, okay. like it's an off-road dual sport. Um, yeah, operational prototype in 18 months with more specs released. But I, I'm it's thinking, called Silent Hawk is what it's called. Like, when they switch over to the electric motor, it's got to have a really subdued heat signature mm -hmm. anyway. So, may, I don't know. Maybe that's good enough. Yeah, and when running, like, with the gas engine, they're saying um, 75 decibels. <laughs> wow. Dude, that's quite... So, wow, and that's, that's cool. the... Is there a picture or anything like that? Um... No, so, not really. It's invisible. So it's yeah. a new stealth motorcycle. Invisible yep. bike. It's got cloaking on it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a mock-up, which may or may not be actual camo, you know, some side bags, that thing. Isn't but. this, shouldn't this be classified? That's the thing. Maybe I don't it's know. disinformation. Uh, well, I'm know? reading it from a it, no, BBC. aliens, man. I'm reading it from a BBC um, website, so yeah. obviously they have slightly better information than we do, and yeah, I, what did I, you just do? I don't know how classified DARPA projects are. DARPA? DARPA what? I mean, uh, DARPA, Defense Agency DARPA, DARPA Research DARPA Projects. They have semi-high visibility yeah. just because of their nature, but... <laughs> Sure yeah, they they fund all the cool details. stuff like the internet. Yeah. yeah. I thought DARPA was just like, look at how cool America is, you know. <laughs> no, they actually do some really cool shit. That's DERPA. <laughs> oh. I just said that like 20 seconds ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, DARPA are also the people that invented that mechanical dog that is like extremely loud and um, No, it was for a DARPA project that... Fuck um, are you talking okay, about? We are sideways. No Let's just shut that um, down. There is an autonomous four-wheeled our four-legged um, carrier Oh, vehicle. the one that they made fun of on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what they, I'm okay. <laughs> you can kick the dog. And, <laughs> and they're on the swings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, can we turn know. his mic off? No, no. You can't silence this me. This is the one time I want him to laugh. So, in other news, um, a Harley oh, Davidson fuck. motorcycle blessed with the signature of Pope Emeritus Benedict Seventeenth, <laughs> and later received by Pope Francis is to be sold for charity at Bonham's um, February 5th Paris sale. Yep. They're expecting to get 15,000 to 25,000 euros for wow. it. Talk well, about a so holy this, roller. This is a $30,000 bike. So. Oh my god. <laughs> but <that's it. laughs> Oh my god! Actually, I, I heard he was selling off quite a few vehicles that he yes. owns you, wait, has owned. Are you telling me a pope has ridden this motorcycle? Not one, but no, two, no. without really? getting shot. Wait, how do they put the bubble <laughs> over the bike? Before he became pope. <laughs> yep. Um, I want nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in February twenty fourth, uh, um, let's see, doo -doo. yeah, sold a fifteen eighty five CC Harley Davidson Dana Super Glide signed by His Holiness Pope Francis. Wow. Now we're delighted to offer a motorcycle received by Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which, uh, okay. It runs off repression and shoots out holy water somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All your Catholics out there. 
Wait, where does the Pope, Pope live now. again? Yeah. The Vatican. The Vatican. The, Vatican. Yeah. the place where they've lived it, for like ride, hundreds and hundreds of years. Do they ride the Harley through the hallways? Like I'm trying well, to give picture. Liza, I, I think this is from before he became the Pope. No, it was, um, it was actually back, back in his biker years. Oh yeah, before. <laughs> so when he um, was a wild young pope, <laughs> wild young cardinal pope. To be. That's oh so God, we're such okay. people. Yeah, this is only get worse. <laughs> we so, should end it on a low note. Um, <laughs> so um, this is an article from Cycle World that figure we can discuss a little bit rather than just me reading off stuff. It's his or her motorcycles. Is there such a thing? These five new motorcycles are designed to appeal to men and women. According to who? Uh, this article, <laughs> which is written so, by the SV650. No, um, gender neutrality has not been a familiar concept in the motorcycle industry. Blah 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 blah. So the five bikes that I want people to comment on. The first one listed is the 2015 Ducati Scrambler. Oh, I'd agree with that. So we're talking about is it gender neutral or just how appealing is it to people? I think it's ugly no matter who's riding it. Oh. <laughs> so that would be a yes from Lucas. Yeah, um, that that one for me is like everybody who has seen the 2015 Scrambler has gone, oh my god, that's sexy. Yes. Well, and there's four I different dare to models. Break the mold. It's all right. <laughs> I, I broke the mold by liking it. That's okay. the only Ducati I've ever really liked. This is okay, true. Okay. Um, the other one they list off is the Yamaha YZF R3. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, what do people think of the R3s? Well, I think beginner well, bikes cool. are pretty, you know, intersex. It doesn't really matter. It like, looks uh, it looks sexy to me. I mean, like it looks like a sport bike. You know, it looks like any other. It looks sport like bike. a sad oh, version true. of an R6. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> I think that they're referring to gender neutral bikes as short bikes. Short yeah, maybe. Um, this one is a uh, 30.7 um, 30. inch seat height. Wow, that's so, really low. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it claims big on style as well. Big on style. Um, the third bike in the list is the Triumph Bonneville New Church. New Church. Mm-hmm. I haven't even heard of that one. Jeez. Yeah, it's not quite a new model, apparently. It's a fresh face on a timeless beauty. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen Bold new graphics. I've seen a pretty good mix of both men and women who ride Bonnevilles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> Sally rides a bunny. Yeah. Um, here's and the fourth on the list, the URL CT. The URL? What? Who, who the hell owns a URL? <laughs> Dog owners, apparently. Yeah. People who love to ride in snow, apparently, too. Are they trying to get some URL sales? What? What? Wow. What? That was a paid-for review. <laughs> yes. Um, designed to take you effortlessly from a weekend getaway to school drop-offs. Is this a two... Wait. No. <laughs> 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 sidecar. And space your everyday needs, whether it's camping gear or that last-minute grocery run. Yeah. Or keg. <laughs> and, keg, keg, keg. and color options like terracotta and glossy gray. Terracotta? You mean tan brown? <laughs> they, they just didn't want to say shit brown. That's not exactly what I, I must say, you do not put keg in Ural. You put vodka in Ural. So, um, put vodka in, in Russia, you. Ural ride you. So it has other independent minor features like an electric and kickstart. Okay. Four speeds plus oh, reverse. Like that, that qualifies it for a chick bike right there. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> did, did, what, did Harley buy Ural or what? And a two-year parts unlimited warranty. Oh, 40, nice. 41 horsepower, 750cc <laughs> air-cooled flat twin, um, and can handle 1,300 pounds load. Take a guess how much they want for it. 15. Uh, 17. 12. 
Yeah, twelve. Okay. Twelve ninety nine. That's not bad. Wow. Did did they mention the eighty year old technology? How many R threes could I buy for that much money? <laughs> um, you just tie them together. Three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't I just buy two R threes and then tie them together? Oh my god. Yeah, the R three is forty nine ninety nine. This needs to stop. <laughs> so the final one is the Indian Scout. Yeah. Oh. I actually like the Indian Scout. I yeah. mean, I don't know anything about cruisers, but it looks pretty fucking cool. So no metric cruisers in there. Nope. No. No Harley Sportster in there. Nope. No Ninja 250. No, no, no Ninja. I, I think yeah, the DRZ should be in there. No, because no, it's too high. It's too high. It's, oh, yeah. it's not that high. It's for, uh, no. And yeah, the Sportster doesn't belong in there because the Sportster's a girl bike, so... <laughs> it's wow. No, I'm just saying the number one motorcycle owned by women is a Sportster. So where did you get that information? Go from your look, research. Educate yourself. I got it from Harleydavidson.com. I have a sticker yeah. on my table. Can you say the source on that one for Harleydavidson.com/women? <laughs> I think I think what's happening here is that there has been a push in recent years to get more women. On bikes, and and we all know. I mean, we've had long conversations about. Uh, there's not Honda, a lot of Honda did this bikes for 60s. women, and this is interesting because there's some new, you know, contenders coming out. Yeah, the R3, um, the Ninja 300. So I mean, right now it's like well, you can choose yeah, between a Rebel or a Ninja. Too. Well, now there's more options. This is, I think, it's kind of interesting. Honda's 300 is like 260 cc's or something. It's like it's not even close. <sighs> so anyway. Uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. So, Douglas, you had a review. I know. I, I've been hyping up this review with Liza for, like, weeks now because I've been wanting to talk about it. But it's really not a big deal. Um, so, as some of you may have heard, the, the one of the times we had Andrew Denton on the podcast, he mentioned getting uh, Radiance earplugs online. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that you custom mold to your ears and then installing, uh, like, earbuds. Are you, are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, so I did that, and I, I followed the protocol, and I, I, I made them, and... Um, if you are standing still and not moving your head, uh, it you can feel about a 20 decibel attenuation in the earplugs. But as soon as you put your helmet on or move your head at all, uh, it, it, it deforms the shape of your ears and the, the sound gets in through there. So mm, I wanted to say my, my review of it, uh, I was personally not impressed and I made two different molds of these things. Um, I thought you were going to say when you're standing still, you can hear the wind rushing by. <laughs> Crap, because I've got um, a package of it in um, my heart that I was going to do that as well. Well, give it a shot, because your bike is not super loud. You yeah. wear you wear earbuds without any, any earplugs. Yeah, I use the foam ones, though. So, But when you dirt bike... Oh, yeah. How about... That's that's why I got them, is to dirt bike with, with earbuds. Okay, now so I was you, doing this. You would uh, use earbuds straight up so maybe yeah. using these would help okay. a little bit shouldn't you put your helmet on while you're doing the mold though like can you do that well maybe that's a good idea yeah, yeah maybe i'll try that when i do it it takes about 10 minutes for the things to to dry uh but i was doing them in on my couch at home as per instructions um but as soon as you put your helmet on it folds your ears back yeah and it creates a canal yeah 
into mm. your your canal. That's why and, I usually uh, stuck with polyurethane. I mean, they're just so much more versatile. Yeah, but we yeah. Want, I want the earbuds in them for the music. There, there's no way you're going to get 32 decibel uh, attenuation like the the Howard Lights or lights or whatever yeah, you call them. You can't just take like a Howard Light and like drill a hole in it no. and stick an iPod no. thing in there. You, when you when you <laughs> roll it and squeeze it and stick it in your ear, you're only about three millimeters. Yeah, I guess that's true. And yeah. you can't get that kind of. Uh, you can't get that kind of density shoved through there with with a with an opening. Well, the thing I'm worried though is that like if it's so down deep in there, you know, it's hard to get like a good sound quality because you either have the speaker far back and traveling through a canal, which will distort the sound quality, or you have a really tiny speaker that'll fit inside your ear. Well, what I was what I was yeah. doing is I, I bought it like a cheap like fifteen dollars set of Sony headphones online, but yeah. they weren't the ear ear but where they have the the little Conical plastic tip. thing, yeah. Right. I bought the ones that actually f- kind of fit, like the old iPod ear. earbuds. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so what I was doing was I was I was stuffing the the putty into your ears, and then I was jamming that oh. into the ear. So once, it would sit inside of it. Once it hardened, I used a drill to drill out the canal mm-hmm. so that the speakers would right make sound into my ears. I, I, does that affect sound quality at all? Now no, that it's coming no. out as of long as aperture? there's as long as there's a tiny tiny bit, the sound will come through. It doesn't sound different, though. Right. Now, Mm. just out of curiosity, could you, like, tape your ears back to the side of your head for it to fit better when you make the plugs without putting your helmet on? Pee Wee Herman and... (laughs) 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 It was a big adventure. Uh, Sure, you could. I'm I'm sure you could. Uh, Just saying. This was was the first run. Um, I'll take that as a lesson learned for when I do mine. Sure. I have a question. Do you think that... In general, the molding to your ear would increase the amount of buffeting of outside sound as opposed to polyurethane, or is it more or less negligible and it's just for comfort? Wait, what? I'm saying that do the ones that you mold in your ear actually block out more sound? They're supposed to be at at prime, at at maximum attenuation, 26 decibels. Wow. Right. Howard lights that we use are 32, 33. 33, yeah. And that's a, pr- a proper insertion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what she says. <laughs> uh, so the, the Howard lights are, are, are great. Yeah. They're, they're awesome, but you can't get music through them. Uh, I'm just worried uh, trying to make sure I don't you know, get my tinnitus worse. So. No, 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 don't see, use no. Them. Just yeah. put your elbows don't up, Lucas. <laughs> the, the idea is that it because you're molding it into your ear canal, that it will seal it up better than anything else possibly could. But that does not expand. But, right, it doesn't expand. It's it's not flexible when it, once it's hardened, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly. If they would just put something in it that would expand with warmth, mm-hmm. um, it would be great. That would be pretty cool. But as, as soon as you crinkle your ear the tiniest little bit, it, it creates a, a canal that, that, that your bike sound and wind sound Why don't you just through. buy a can of great stuff at Home Depot and Why don't I just squirt put that some in there? peanut butter in your ear? Like <laughs> Cheese whiz. I'll, I'll get oh, some God. peanut butter and we'll put Bosley. You can have Bosley right over it later. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, you said you had a correction. There was one correction. Department. I listened to last week's podcast and I realized I was being a dick to Stan. You were? Yeah, that's all. Um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> we talked about who was the biggest helpers, and we said Stan and Lucas. And I said, oh, I didn't get one fucking lick of help from either of them, so fuck both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so I see you're apologizing my, to Stan, no, not about me. <laughs> you didn't help me at all, but Stan did. <laughs> so that, that's where the correction comes in. Stan actually helped me um, with, with my carburetor uh, finding the leak. Were you watching a chick flick and had a tender moment or something? 
That's like every night that was, at our house. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Not watching You've Got Mail. It's how, yeah. how, many <laughs> tissue boxes do you, how much ice cream and tissue boxes do you guys go through? So much ice cream. Oh, my God. I like, I like chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some upcoming uh, events. So No, I got two on my Ooh. calendar. Ooh. So for anyone in the Bay Area or... Um, here in California. Yay, area. On the 24th, January 24th is the Naked Ride. We'll keep uh, announcing this. Um, uh, everybody here should be there, right? Except for Lucas, who doesn't want to shave his junk. <laughs> I ain't saying, oh, dude. I'm going to shave that keep me warm. <laughs> are, are scooters allowed on the Naked Ride? Yes. 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 Please. We, will, we will park them and put you on the back of a motorcycle. <laughs> what? No. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just no, kidding. No scooter skirts. That's cheating, man. Yeah. Yes. No scooter yes. skirts. Yeah. yeah, naked is Helmet, that- boots, and gloves. Yeah, Bagel, can you tell your scooterists? Yes, I will mention it and pass the word along. Yeah. How to ride so, my Superhawk and have my uh, tank bag just covering up my ki- Kind of RSVP. <laughs> kind of give me an idea how many people are coming because we do make reservations at the hot tub after that. Yes. Ooh. Whether it's like and also six how many blockers or we need. like 20 people, that'd be good to know. Yeah. yeah also, so, so we can arrange the blockers correctly. The blockers too, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, anyone can come on down on the 24th. It's going to be as long as you time? act like an adult. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So it's at night and hopefully we'll have nice cold weather by then. And no a hose. creepers. Yeah, something down in the 30s, maybe. Just out of curiosity, uh, how how long a distance is the ride? Uh, downtown. It's like maybe two miles. For us to know okay, you to find yeah. out. <laughs> two, three. Yeah, it's like miles. 15, 20 it's minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes, depending on whatever I want to do, because I I'd usually just make it up on the fly. So. It's just up to the summit and back. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, again, for people... Well, I, I think I mentioned this before. On any Sunday, the next chapter, uh, the, the movie is coming out. And I know on the 29th, it's going to be playing here in Santa Cruz. I don't know if anyone here got your tickets yet. No. Nope. I, I don't think I it's... I think they're sold out, um, right? Yeah, maybe they, sold out. As of Saturday when I was working um, at We All Ride, um, I think that they had to change theaters because they had sold out. And so they switched to a larger theater. Ooh, and yeah. there were only 40 tickets they're left. probably going to working. the Del Mar if it's not the Nickelodeon. Yeah. So they are. It's going to be at the, the Del Mar. Company. Um, so as of Saturday when I worked, the last I heard, there were like 40 tickets left. But I know the movie's going around. So for listeners out there, um, you may want to look up on any Sunday, the next chapter, and see if it's coming to your town. Or you can go on, the, on their website. They have a link that you can go on and request it to come to your town, and you can be the organizer of that event, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, just based on the past movies, this is going to be badass. And it's so much fun whenever there's an awesome movie and it's all bikers in the audience. And it's the on any Sunday the next chapter. No, the next, next chapter. chapter. There wasn't on any Sunday two that came out, but we're not acknowledging that. It's, okay. sort, of canon. it's sort of like Highlander so two. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it's like exist. Star Wars episode. I like one. Highlander. No, it's like the Star Wars Christmas special. It never happened. <laughs> oh, that should happen. Yeah. Um, no, so, that should happen all over the place. <laughs> Megan, can you tell people how to reach us uh, at Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com Our website is motorcyclesandmisfits.com Our Facebook page is Recycle Santa Cruz and uh, please uh, rate us on and give us stars on iTunes. So, and just so you know... um, We have a Voicemail. We have a voice. Yeah, I know. Oh. And I, no one has given me the phone number, so I haven't. You don't listen to the podcast. So. No. It's also on our website, motorcyclesandmisfits.com, on the front page. Mm. That number is 831 291 5112. 
somehow I feel that that's wrong. Five 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 seven eight five. Um, so five, Megan, five. just so you know, and you can get with me, Jorge. I sent you a message saying leave us, leave I've us a voicemail. I'm calling you too. out, Jorge. Dude, he's getting attacked by mosquitoes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've called him out too. And uh, dengue yeah. fever. And just to confirm the number, that is eight three one two nine one five one one two. Yeah, order a pizza. <laughs> and no, what I would like people to do. I would like you to give us an intro to our podcast, and I will yeah. use that as, as our intro if you call in. Are you talking like a produced musical open or something? No. no. Just, he, she wants a musical number. Sliza, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. Like a joke or something? No, no, no. Just a, <laughs> hey there, knock, welcome knock. to Motorcycles and Misfits at the you Recycle know, Garage. You know who's got you know okay, a call? Who are you going to call? No, you know who's got a call? Ollie. Oh. Ollie Place. Ollie Place. Call us. Uber Leave a message. London. Yeah, we're calling you out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, anyone want to want to call anyone else out? Quentin, I'm calling you out. Yeah. I'm calling you out, Quentin. Quentin Lewis. Call and leave an intro for us. Barack Obama. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're Thanks, Obama. No, no, well, just just call and la- give give us your best Lucas laugh. <laughs> 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 on, that, on that note. That's our Intro, just 15 Let's wrap this up. Thank you again for listening. This is Liza. This is Doug. Adrian. This is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Megan. James. Zach. Josh. Bagel. And we out. Go, cool, go. Cool.